morning. Welcome to the North Point of View here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's. Walter? Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I got over a cold. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready for the holidays. Oh, man. I... Uh, Two days. Yeah, we're, we're walking into it. So our last uh, podcast, we said we were going to do a, a 2024 projection. And we started to talk about that, but we really rolled back and sort of gave the context of 2023. Um, some of the framework for the Fed, how they sort of managed to be, you know, I guess, avoid the big rocks. Mm -hmm. And um, despite best efforts to shipwreck us, they haven't done it. Yep, and, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but this one, we're going to really jump into the 2024 uh, outlook, your projections, um, sort of, you know, hit the high points. The, I guess the big conversation this week is, you know, celebration, break out the champagne, soft landing, um, you know, three or four rate cuts next year. Uh, let's, you know, let's start the holidays and maybe not so fast, right? Mm -hmm. But there is some truth to that. There's where there's smoke, there's fire. There is a slowdown, you know, in process, likely to be a few rate cuts. I'm going to stop there and just sort of let you hit the high points. All right. So uh, the consensus view that we had just before the, uh, the rate cuts was GDP growth of 1%, which, you know, you've worked for companies, so have I. You've headed divisions, and so we've always had to put budgets together. And uh, the number we would put into our budget for next year's revenue growth was 1%, right? So what everybody yeah. does, 1%. You don't want to put zero because then that you get interrogated too much. You put a number above 1%, then you get interrogated as to why you think you're going to grow so fast. So 1%. <clears throat> so that's the, the consensus number always. And uh, I always I thought that 2024 would be anything other than 1%. Right. It was going to be negative percent or it was going to be more percent. And a lot of it depended on a few things. One of them was the Federal Reserve. And uh, Federal Reserve, uh, as, you know, well, Jerome Powell said that they uh, are, they believe they're done with rate hikes for now. Doesn't mean they couldn't hike rates sure. again, but, uh, but they said they're done with that for now. And uh, they, are, they were expecting to have to cut rates three times next year. So when you go look at the Federal Reserve's, you know, output from their meetings, uh, the prior to the uh, so up until the statement about they were going to cut rates, they felt U.S. GDP growth next year was going to be 1.4%, which is statistically not different than 1%. Right. Okay. And uh, they had inflation running close to 3%. Uh, and they had uh, unemployment they thought was going to go up to 4%. And then... After they made the announcement that they had paused and expected to be cutting next, the GDP growth rate was up to 2.4%. I don't remember what the inflation number was, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was between 2 and 3%. Yeah. And unemployment, um, still around 4%. Uh, economists, so those are the key numbers. So we'll go through each of these. 
Uh, you and I did a, a video not too long ago, a podcast not too long ago. Boy, I'm dating myself by saying video. Just <laughs> You're back to Betamax. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> by the way, we got a lot of posts on that one. Oh, we did? <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, the inflation rate that we talked about is the Fed always says 2%. Everybody said 2%. Yeah. Why 2%? There is no justification for 2%. And if anybody watching our, our, our podcasts and, uh, or, or any of our friends knows, and I, I ask audiences this, why 2%? Right. It makes no sense to me. And I'm thinking of writing a, a long essay, uh, maybe over the break, and shoot it over to friends at various media outlets, see if that can get a little attention. I don't want the attention, but I'd like the the researchers out there to start asking relevant questions because our working age population is barely going to grow. Right. 0.2% in the next 10 years. So uh, we have a 2% inflation target in a world where we no longer have you know, population growth. Uh, I think you need to rethink things, right? Or at least reconsider. So, uh, but two to three percent, I think it personally, I think it's going to come in closer to two and a half to two percent. So two and a half down, not two and a half up. The supply side is uh, in deflation mode, uh, is struggling not to go bankrupt. We saw yellow, the, the trucking company. The uh, And more transportation worries to follow. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a drag. We do not want the transportation industry uh, injured in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, so that's the inflation part. For the unemployment, we're gonna get the 4%. I don't understand how. Maybe we stop all of the construction we're doing, no more using the IIJA policy funds, the IRA Inflation Reduction Act, you know, funds to go fund building of various industries whose supply chain we want repatriated to the US. Okay, I don't see that happening. Yeah, labor is a, spe a separate podcast, right? You and I have exactly. been talking about that for a while. There's some huge foundational issues there. Exactly. So getting yeah. back to 4% would take a lot of nasty, stupid things to happen. <clears throat> okay, so um, for the GDP, um, so we did, right? We, we did unemployment, we did inflation, now we get to the GDP. GDP, I struggle with that because our, our workforce growth plus productivity growth is what equals GDP growth, right? Because right? GDP is a bunch of people who make stuff. Yep. If you have more people, you have more GDP. If you have uh, people making more stuff, each person making more than before, which is productivity gain, you get more GDP. So those are the two pieces. And the working age population, it's not growing. I mean, there are some getting over the border and sneaking and in here and technology does fill the gap there some. And at some point, AI is a another podcast in and of itself exactly right because I mean, you you know not to get me started okay <laughs> there is no ai out there right now what we have is the beginnings of ai and it's a different all right let's enough you're hearing from a guy who was writing ai code in the 80s right yeah that's right in 93 <laughs> i was uh, playing with genetic algorithms so uh oh my gosh anyways let's just stay away from that um so so to get the 2.4 percent gdp growth I'm struggling a bit, Mark. I just don't see uh, productivity growth of 2% or more. That's what it takes to get there. So I have to go do a, a deep think. 
but it's probably not going to be as low as I think it's going to be. I think GDP growth of you know one and a half percent, productivity growth has not been as great as people think. You know, every year in the headlines, oh, we've got this AI and 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 this company automated their warehouse and this was automated and we've got autonomous trucks which haven't worked yet. And right. and you saw what happened to Chevrolet, uh, Chevrolet's little cruiser. They were California, which is promoting this, booted them out of out of San Francisco. So all yeah, of the media stock- takes one example and tries to use a broad brush to yeah. say we're going to revolutionize the economy. And bit by bit, the story falls apart. Right. So, you know, five years ago, if you had known all of these headlines, you would have guessed that today, you know, you and I were met up riding autonomous cars. Right. uh, uh, Only using hydrogen. We know electricity didn't work. (laughs) No, come on, stop it. You know, we're 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 trying to get there, but we're not there yet. So um, so the two point four percent number for GDP, I think it's high. But I don't think it means anything bad for any industries. Um, what and the reason I'm, I think that the probability of a recession is much much lower is, uh, I think the industries that had to go through the correction, you know, because once we started correcting with the retailers, then it was the transportation industry. Right. So one recession for this industry, one for this, and then if they had really done it too much and too many of these companies went bankrupt then we had to have a recession. Well, not there. Consumers continue to spend. And I think the key word is fiscal policy. So while Powell is out there with negative monetary policy, all of that IIJA, IRA, money going into building factories, etc., was positive fiscal policy. And uh, that was stronger than the monetary policy. Now, how much of that continues into next year? I think it's going to continue, but I don't think I think we're going to see that we've plateaued on the construction spend. Right, and that's when it would be necessary for the Fed to, uh, you know, to do some cuts. So, and you said earlier, I, I, maybe it was uh, off camera, but uh, you know that the reason to, you know, for the Fed to announce potential rate cuts is to sort of depoliticize all of that activity going into the year. Because as in election year, there's 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 a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And so to sort of diffuse any criticism of the Fed being a political beast, um, then let's go ahead and alert the media, alert the markets. This is what you should build into your expectations. And so now the die is cast. Exactly. Yeah. And, and far enough away from the elections that you can't say he did this for Biden or, you know, he didn't do this for Trump. And no, no, that's they're they're just doing their job. Right. So that's that's a good thing. Um, I guess uh, in terms of the outlook for 2024, we still have the geopolitical tensions. Yeah. I mean, we've got um, Israel at war, Russia at war, China doing what they're doing. Uh, through Iran, we've got the you know Red Sea, the 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 rebels attacking the ships coming through the Suez. Like I mean, and yet as you and I have talked this year, through all of that, you know negativity, mm-hmm. through all of that worry, the market stays surprisingly resilient. And all right, so now we get to the really important stuff, right? What will the stock market do? Um, 
Well, back in 2022, you asked me in October of that year, would you get back into the stock market? When and why? And I said that we'd fallen a lot, a lot. There was a lot to worry about. It was all priced in, so it was time to get back into the market. I thought we might climb the wall of worry. Um, I thought we'd climb a little bit. I mean, when I said that, the S&P was at like 3,500, and now I, I believe it's around 4,500. Uh, you know, I just, I, I just, I left my 401k in stocks, you know, even, even before Ukraine. I, I, once you didn't sell out before the market cratered, uh, it was too late. So you right. just sit there, you know? Right. Anyways, it's, uh, my 401k is better now than it was before. So uh, it cl- the market has climbed the wall of worry. And that's what worries me. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I'm not sure what's fueling this. So during the break, I plan to take apart some of the market data and see which of the sectors is really driving. Is it all, is it all technology driven by, you know, U.S. repatriating technology, a lot of subsidies being handed out? Well, there's a lot and it's, you know, it's been all over, you know, Wall Street Journal the last month, but the Magnificent Seven have driven, you know, the oh, yeah. increases in the, in the market. And uh, and then you and I still need to talk about, you know, construction spending and how that's sort of, I don't know if it's the, you know, the, the rat and the python, mm-hmm. uh, but but construction spending is, um, it's incredible in the U.S. right now. Yeah. Right. But thankful, thankfully for me, you're a contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sort of... Keeps me on an even keel sometime. The uh, as as we wrap up this in in a few words, uh, how do you uh, how do you advise sort of pushing into twenty four and with the elections next year? What what's what's the big takeaway uh, from today? So I'm going to put on my old stock market strategist hat. Uh, back when I didn't know anything, but thought I did. And um, it, it's going to be the battle of two things. Next year is still going to be very volatile. You know, the Houthi thing isn't going to be solved in the next few weeks, so it walks into 2024. Uh, I, you know, the, the situation with Israel is not going to be resolved that quickly either. We've got, at a minimum, several months. Uh, could be years. So it's a very volatile year. Just looking at it from that perspective, you've got, you know, Putin and his, you know, I have to go take over Ukraine nonsense uh but violent uh so these things you know the 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 politics in the u.s are kind of ugly you know yeah Uh, so it's it's very volatile but what do we tell people about the stock market during election years buy stocks yeah right they always did better in election years than almost any other years so you've got these two forces against each other i'm going to stay in the stocks and it's biting my nails and, you know, trying not to look at the 401k. <laughs> yeah, don't open your portfolio until the end of the year. Exactly. Just ride the wave, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Be prepared to cry. <laughs> Damn the, the torpedo is full steam ahead, right? Exactly. <laughs> Walter, always great being with you, man. Absolutely. Same here, Mark. All right, see you guys soon.